For Penn State, there is no reason to worry about this one against Northwestern, but this is a huge game for the backups, the reserves, and the freshmen. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Zach Seiko. I am your host of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. You can make every moment more. Bet $5 for new customers and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. All you got to do is visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. In today's episode, this is the game preview and prediction. I'm going to go right into my score prediction, give you a few reasons why I know that Penn State is going to win this game, but most importantly, do they cover or not? Do they pitch a second shutout in back-to-back weeks? They shut out the Iowa Hawkeyes. Are they going to shut out the Northwestern Wildcats? I'm also going to give you just a lowdown on what each team's game plan is going to be over the course of this show. So this is your full preview prediction to start. Everyone wants the prediction. Don't save it for the end. Give it out right at the beginning of the show and then back it up. Penn State is going to win this one 42 to 10. And I have uh, just a few reasons here. There's not really a lot of detail to this one. For Penn State, it's about getting into Ryan Field and getting out with a victory and as many healthy players as possible. But 42 to 10 is going to be your final score in favor of the Nittany Lions so they don't pitch the shutout in in back-to-back weeks because for Penn State this one just isn't as personal as the Iowa Hawkeyes game was players are going to come out starters are going to exit backups are going to come in and Northwestern is going to get uh, get some points on the football on the scoreboard so but the three main reasons why Penn State is going to win this one and the way that they're going to win against Northwestern the first reason is the obvious one Penn State is just superior to Northwestern, and Northwestern is just really not that good of football this season. I'm not here to criticize the circumstances surrounding the head coaching situation with Pat Fitzgerald getting fired. Uh, This team, even with Pat Fitzgerald at the helm, I really didn't give them a lot of hope going into this season. But Penn State, if you look at some of the Vegas betting rankings, they are currently the number one team Vegas knows. Vegas has Penn State rated analytically as the number one team in the country right now. So they are just significantly better than the Wildcats, who are ranked in the uh, bot in the 100s. They're ranked at the higher spot, uh, but about one uh, behind 100, as some places have them at 105. Just to give you a, a little bit of a perspective here. But the Nittany Lions, they're better at every position. They're better in every phase of the football game. They're better at every coaching spot. <laughs> Honestly, I, it. Everywhere, everywhere Penn State is better than Northwestern, so you don't need to get it twisted and overthink this one. And they're better by a lot. Northwestern is bringing out guys who are typically your three-star high school prospects. I know that was high school and this is college, but you have to take those rankings into consideration. And Penn State is trotting out a bunch of former four-stars, five-star players compared to guys who were three-stars and some of them who were unranked. Uh, so that's what the, the difference between the talent gap of Penn State versus Northwestern is the main reason why the Nittany Lions are going to be able to win this one the way that they are. 
The reason number two is Northwestern is particularly bad against the run. They're actually the worst team defending rushing the football in 2022 in the Big Ten. And, and now they, so the reason they brought in head coach David Brom, David Braun from North Dakota State was to exactly do this, correct the problems with the running defense. But you can only do so much with the players and the just you can only make you can only make lemonade with lemons right uh, and, and in this case I, i'm not saying that northwestern doesn't have capable guys because they do when i talk about the penn state offense versus the northwestern defense it's a matter of overall scheme and rome wasn't built in one day as we know that so northwestern coach braun wasn't going to be able to fix all these problems overnight but they were so bad a season ago and and they really haven't made that much progress they're not that big uh, on the front, in the front seven. They're really not. Linebackers are, are good. They're smart, but they're not overly athletic. The defensive backs don't really give you a lot of help in, in run defense, but mainly that size in the front four, the interior, the defensive line that Northwestern has to be working with. They're just they're just not that good. So for, for Penn State, they'll be able to continue what they've been doing is grinding it out on offense and running the football a lot. Penn State is going to be running the football a lot on Saturday against Northwestern. So with Northwestern being so bad against the run, and let me give you an example here, Riley Leonard from Duke, and part of this has to do with game script. When Northwestern's behind, their run defense is really going to be put to the test because they're playing from behind and winning teams will naturally run the football more, right? So let's take Duke. They played Duke earlier in the season and dual threat quarterback Riley Leonard who I think is a very good phenomenal quarterback one of the best in the nation and will definitely should be playing on Sundays I ended up having 97 yards okay so there's that and then last week against Minnesota I get it it was a shootout but you allowed 198 rushing yards to Darius Taylor uh, that's that's quite a quite a chunk. So now when you go from Riley Leonard, who, like I said, very good quarterback, but you, when you go from Darius Taylor, more importantly, at the running back position to Nicholas Singleton, Katron Allen, hey, Trey Potts, who would have been the starter at Minnesota this season had he not transferred to the Nittany Lions, there you go. Uh, just to kind of put it in perspective. But Darius Taylor is pretty good. I'll, I'll give him credit. And like I said, I respect uh, I respect Leonard a lot. He should be one of the earlier quarterbacks taken in the upcoming NFL draft. Number three, and this is the third reason. This, I'm going to keep this very simple. You don't have to overthink this Penn State Northwestern game. This is not a trap game. However, Penn State is going to take this a little more serious than they would maybe in any other circumstances, right? Okay, and the reason this is... The, the reason this is the case is because Penn State has the bye week next week. Ohio State's not next week. You're not having the opportunity. There's no opportunity to look ahead. Yes, Ohio State is closer in the schedule than they are further away. However, the fact that they have the bye week, the fact that Penn State has the opportunity to rest itself up, and maybe you could argue that, well, the Nittany Lions are going to fall asleep because they have the bye week and there's really nothing else to look forward to until Ohio State, right? It's Northwestern, it's the bye week, and then it's UMass. Essentially, Penn State has three bye weeks back to back to back. <laughs> If you look at it from that perspective, but I think the Nittany Lions do take into consideration the fact that this was a 17-7 game last year in 2022. Northwestern, I know there was a lot of rain, there were a lot of turnovers, that's not going to typically happen, uh, but Penn State is going to look at that box score and say, okay, we cannot sleep on the Wildcats. This is a Big Ten game, and we still have national title aspirations. And I don't think everybody's sold on the fact that Penn State is a college football playoff contender. Some people might find it surprising that the Vegas rankings are giving Penn State the top spot. 
That's all I'm saying here. You have some cushion to take care of business. There isn't pressure. Like I said, a team like Ohio State isn't waiting next week. They're still a few weeks out. Uh, this game could become a trap game, but not in this instance solely because of that bye week, right? You have the setup, the ugly home dog, the conference foe, just not this time around. And that actually is just a good schedule break for Penn State. Penn State doesn't need its best plays in them this one. We know that, but you need to be well prepared. And I, I like what James Franklin, that's, James Franklin has been doing at practice to prepare Penn State for the Northwestern game. Uh, Ryan, Fa- Ryan Field, the home games are typically averaging about 17,000 fans, and Coach Franklin made this a point in his post-practice presser. So what they're doing is they're making practice very quiet because you're not going to have the, the crowd into it. And that is a different type of atmosphere. You can get so used to the loud environment, it's like, man, what happens when you can hear a pin drop on the field? So that is actually really good coaching, if you can best believe it. Bold predictions for this one. So those are my main reasons, but I got a few bold predictions. We finally get one because Northwestern's run defense isn't going to offer a lot of resistance. I like the Nicholas Singleton long touchdown, the big play from number 10. I'll even go with two. I think Nicholas Singleton is going to have two 50-yard-plus rushing touchdowns in this one. Next prediction, it also goes with the ground game theme here. Penn State's going to run the ball at least 60 times. It's going to be part of the game plan. It's going to be a part of the game script. When you have the lead, you want to maintain the lead. You play keep away. You run the football. That's what Penn State's just best at. They've already run the ball 60 times once. That was against Delaware. Uh, But because it's a road game, this is kind of a similar situation. That game against Delaware is typically more about game script. This one is about game plan. Penn State is just going to want to run the ball, chew the clock, and so at least 60 times they will have they will have at least 60 rushes. Bo Perbula is going to get into the game midway through the third quarter. They're going to have the lead. And like I said, Northwestern is bad at defending dual threat quarterbacks. And the defense, it'll be could be a quieter day from them because the game's just going to go. It's just going to go rapid fire. I still like two interceptions here. Northwestern actually doesn't turn the ball over that much, but just by Northwestern throwing the ball a little later in the game, there could be a chance opportunities for multiple interceptions. Uh, Northwestern's offensive line has allowed 10 sacks to this point in the season. Through the four games, I I like Penn State to get four or five here. I think Denied Dennis Sutton has a big game, and a freshman gets one of those interceptions. I think one of those freshman corners whether it is Elliot Washington or Zion Tracy. I think that one of them on the back, and maybe even King Mack, uh, will be able to pick off Ben Bryant, the starting quarterback for Northwestern. So just to summarize here, Penn State's going to take and maintain the lead early on, and they're going to run the football a ton. They're just going to run, they're going to run, they're going to run. Northwestern can't stop it, so you might as well do it. Keep it simple. Game is not personal. They don't care about the shutout here. That's why Northwestern is going to get some points in the back end of the game. Garbage time. You just want to get in and get out. That's the kind of game it is. The main goal is to keep everyone as healthy as possible for the Nittany Lions. So the game will be quick. It will be very fast. The clock is just going to be moving a ton because Penn State's going to run the football a lot. And, and I have reason to believe that Northwestern will as well. Now, in these upcoming segments, I'm going to tell you about what Penn State's going to do with the football, specifically what to expect from the offense, and then how Northwestern will try and counter, and vice versa, what the Wildcats will do on offense. And an overview of this game in just a second. But first, let's hear from our sponsor of today's episode. And that is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. It is that easy. $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, right? 
That's $200 to use on anything to bet on spreads, money lines, player props, overs, unders, you name it. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, that, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. And like I said, there are those wide range of options to bet on. And right now, Penn State is a 26 and a half point favorite against Northwestern. So if you are interested in betting on that game, the total is 45 and a half. So all you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash college to kick off the NFL season and the football season in general. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Locked On, the Locked On Podcast Network is amping up its coverage of college football with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time across all the Locked On College YouTube channels. And then when the show is finished, you can find it wherever you get your podcast. Two hours unfiltered college football coverage from the best analysts that Locked On has to offer covering college football. So you'll get all the playoff implications, a preview of the week's slate of games, and so much more Locked On college football kickoff live across all the Locked On college YouTube channels and then wherever you get your podcast for your favorite college teams. You don't want to miss it. It'll be right there on Locked On Nittany Lions. I've made an appearance on the show since Penn State is so good this season. So here's a brief overview of the game, a little bit of series history and just some quick facts about, particularly Northwestern because Nittany Lion, Penn Staters, right? Nittany Lion fans watching the show. I, I don't need to go in depth about who the head coach is, who's the quarterback, all that all that kind of stuff, right? We know it's James Franklin and, and Drew Aller, I hope, right? I, I hope that you know that. Uh, but this game is going to be a noon kickoff, 12 p.m. Eastern time on the Big Ten Network. And it'll be at Northwestern's Ryan Field. This is another road game for Penn State. They went to Illinois, and now they're going to face the Wildcats out on the road. Penn State is number six in the nation from the AP Top 25. I can't believe that. They actually moved them up. I wasn't expecting that, if I'm being honest. They they just didn't move up Penn State before, but the voters were swayed by Penn State's win over Iowa there. Penn State's 4-0, 2-0 in Big Ten play, as you know, with wins over Illinois and Iowa. For Northwestern, they are unranked, but they are 2-2. Two Okay, so despite firing Pat Fitzgerald, everything seeming around them like it was on fire, they do have two wins. They're 500 for what it's worth, and they're 1-0 in conference. They did have a 37-34 win in overtime against Minnesota. That was very surprising. The other win did come against UTEP. They've lost to Rutgers, and they've lost to a now-ranked Duke team. Duke is very good this season. Uh, as I mentioned in the FanDuel in the FanDuel sponsorship, Penn State is a 26 and a half point favorite with the total set at 45 and a half. And historically, Penn State has played Northwestern 19 times. They lead the series 14 to five. They won five in a row before losing back to back in 2014 and 2015 when James Franklin really took over the program and the roster was not able to be what it is now because of the lack of scholarships, but. Yes, I'm going to make excuses for those two losses. And Northwestern was better, was a better program, better football team at that at that time. But now Penn State has won the last two meetings. They have a two-game winning streak from 2017. And what we know from the 2022 game recently, just last year, where Penn State did win in the rain, 17-7. to We know James Franklin's the head coach. But Northwestern, uh, David Braun is taking over as the interim head coach since Pat Fitzgerald was fired. Braun actually a first-time head coach, was the defensive coordinator for three seasons with South Dakota State, the FCS powerhouse, and 
winner coached on two national championship teams so he's won two national titles so braun is very used to winning he's got a winning culture and this northwestern staff is very much intact from pat fitzgerald okay now the nittany lions back to the actual game plan away and the way that this will unfold the nittany lions when they have the football what are they going to try to do they're going to try to run the football like i said the predictions there it's in the pudding 60 times they, they're going to run it with singleton they're going to run it with allen they're going to run it with bo Prabula. they're going to run it with trey potts i wouldn't be surprised if trey potts gets a little more run in this type of game uh, but you're going to see a lot of the same things because you don't need to be fancy. The playbook's going to shrink here. You're going to preserve your plays for Ohio State and Michigan, your better ones. And, and you don't have to deviate from anything because it's all going to work here. You're still going to see the same 12 personnel. Tyler Warren, Theo Johnson, Khalil Dinkins will eventually sub in. I think we'll see some Andrew Raplia as well. Maybe some three wide receiver sets when it's a pass, obvious passing situation, some third downs. But ultimately, you are going to see a watered-down version of what we We've seen against West Virginia, Illinois, not necessarily Delaware, right? You don't need to take a lot of tape away from Delaware, but the main games, West Virginia, Illinois, now Iowa, you are going to see a watered down version uh, of that. There's going to be more emphasis on the run because Northwestern is so bad at defending the run. No size on the interior of the defensive line. You can't defend the stud running backs. Darius Taylor, look at what he did for Minnesota, the feature back, and then the dual threat with Riley Leonard. Now Bo Prabula is going to get in the game, right? Uh, but Northwestern, what they like to do defensively, uh, they are a team that does run a, a multiple style of 4-3, but the base defense is a 4-3, and they'll shift around where they need to. Uh, on defense, there are a few names that I do want you to know about. Uh, Bryce Gallagher. I like Bryce Gallagher a lot, actually. The face of this Northwestern defense, and it's been a while that way, actually. Your prototype of a Northwestern player, like seriously, he almost emulates Pat as a football player, right? I'm not here to comment on what you think of Pat Fitzgerald as a person or the way that he ran his program. But in the terms of players that he's trying to bring in, that he tried to bring into Evanston, Bryce Callinger, there is no other player that I think resembles what Pat Fitzgerald like was like as a player when he played at, at Northwestern. He, he's a stud, honestly, and he'll be playing on Sundays. Uh, Xander Muller is basically your discount version of what Bryce Gallagher is, a very good linebacker. Same thing, smart, instinctive, understands the game of football very well. The things, again, Gallagher and Muller... Uh, they are a little deficient in their athleticism at the D1 level and ultimately the pro level, right? They're not the fastest linebackers around, but they know where to pick their spots and they know where to be. So they don't need to be overly athletic because they're still going to be in the right spot because, hey, I know where to go. Uh, in that case, I mean, between the two of them, right? Gallagher and Muller have 73 tackles between the two of them total. Uh, Fitzgerald was a, a linebacker, right? So it makes sense why these kinds of guys are at Northwestern because when Fitzgerald was coaching the team. That's who he was recruiting. The last guy I'll mention is the strong safety, Devin Turner. Devin Turner has 23 tackles and actually leads the team with three pass breakups. So he, he's effective uh, in the pass defense, and he's not afraid to come up and make the hit. Eventually, just kind of see him as a, an, extra, an extra fancy linebacker that uh, makes some plays in the passing game, but is not afraid to come down in the box and, and help those guys out with Gallagher and Muller in, in the run defense. So there you have it. There's really not much to get into. There's no secrets to spill. There's nothing to guess what Penn State's going to do. They're going to have a very similar game plan, and it's going to be a little more condensed than it has in the past four weeks. Penn State, that's what they're going to do. What is Northwestern going to do? First, 
Locked on Nittany Lions is privileged and proud to be your go-to podcast for HappyValleyInsider.com, Penn State Rivals. For more extended previews, coverage of the Penn State football team, you can go check out the website, HappyValleyInsider.com, for all the latest about football, recruiting, and so much more. When Northwestern has the football, Northwestern, okay, I'll start with the names that you need to know uh, about this about this group. Quarterback is Ben Bryant, Cincinnati transfer, 804 passing yards on the season, a 59% completion percentage, and six touchdowns to three interceptions. Running back is Cam Porter, been with the program for quite some time, 49 rushes, 203 rushing yards, and one touchdown. And then wide receivers, the guys that Ben Bryant likes to throw to. Uh, Bryce Kurtz is one of them, and he had a huge game, huge game against Minnesota. But then the two transfers that came in, A.J. Henning from Michigan, and Cam Johnson from Vanderbilt. Now back to Kurtz, who had that big game against Minnesota. His entire stat line is from this game practically. 10 receptions, 215 yards, and two receiving touchdowns. That was all in one game. All Basically the entire stat line for the season at, at this point. But from a Northwestern wide receiver, might I add, uh, in my personal opinion, Cam Johnson is your most talented receiver for the Wildcats. Solid production when he was at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, Very solid production. Had one season where he had 50 plus catches. Had, he is just someone to keep an eye on, but not somebody that's better than Penn State's quarterbacks. Any of them, whether it's Kalen King, Johnny Dixon, Daquan Hardy, Uh, Cam Miller, all of those guys would be able to shut down uh, Cam Johnson, and they will uh, in in this case. But what I think, when I sit back, because I'm not in the huddle, I'm not in the huddle for this Northwestern game, and for what it's worth, Northwestern can throw the football, but my gut tells me that the Wildcats are just going to try and play keep away from this Penn State offense. Try. Doesn't mean they'll succeed. They're going to try. Because you don't you don't want to put your defense on the field as much as it. Look at the Iowa game. Penn State ran 97 plays against the Hawkeyes. If you're David Braun, who is a defensive-minded guy, you're going to respect that. You're going to take that into consideration. And what you're going to do is you're going to make it so your defense isn't left out there to dry the way that Iowa's was. So you got to reflect that in your offensive game plan. There's going to be more running plays. I fully expect Northwestern to throw the kitchen sink at Penn State, but it doesn't matter. Penn State's anticipating that they're going to have they Northwestern just doesn't have the guys to be able to pull off some of those fancy plays. They got talent, just not enough of it to to do that to the Nittany Lions, but that's the way the offense. My gut just tells me that they're going to run the football a little bit more as well until they're forced to pass because part of the reason is the reason Northwestern has been able to pass game script, but they haven't faced any top secondaries. Now you're going up against one of the best secondaries in the nation. Penn State's secondary is at least top five. I'd argue it's in the top three. I'd argue it's even one of the best. And Northwestern knows that. So you're going to have to try to play keep away and help out your defense. Just give them some time to relax. That's why this game's going to go quick. This game is going to go quick. But Penn State, because they're going to have the explosive run plays in this one, that's why the score, that's why I have that over the total. Because if the clock's churning, well, this game's going to be a significant under. No, Northwestern at some point is going to have to air the football out because they're going to be behind by a bunch of points. But the explosive run plays to go along with it, the, the game is just going to move very fast. So if there is any little concern about the Penn State defense, and I mean little, it is that interior run defense, okay? It's not as bad as Northwestern's, but Illinois early in the game had a little bit of success running up the middle. 
just be just be cautious about that. I think the defensive line is significantly improved. The linebacker group, the three of them, Curtis Jacobs, Abdul Carter, and Kobe King, the athleticism, the skill of them together make the best, honestly, one of the best linebacker trios, if not the best, to go along with that secondary, right, uh, in the country. You, you can't argue that. But uh, Penn State's defense, still, they need to make sure that is uh, up to par when they play a better running team like a Michigan. Okay, but in this case against Northwestern, I think they're gonna. Run, I think the Wildcats are gonna try to run the football just to give the defense a break. You have to try to sustain drives so that your defense give them a break so that they don't break. But it's not really gonna work uh, in that case. And like the defense, Northwestern. That's why they've been throwing more because Northwestern's running game hasn't been great either. They lost the best offensive lineman from the Big Ten last season, Peter Skaronsky, went in the first round of the Tennessee Titans, and then do-it-all running back, Evan Hall. Evan, Evan Hall could catch passes. He could run in between the tackles. I really liked Evan Hall as a player, too. He's now with the Indianapolis Colts. It, you lost what made your offense at least respectable a season ago, and I like Cam Porter a lot. I, I really do. He's now the running back, very talented, but he's in a system that doesn't have a really good supporting cast. So... He would be better if he was on any other roster, but he's on this one. Uh, Northwestern does like to run jet sweeps and reverses for what it's worth. A.J. Henning, uh, does, he's the second leading rusher on this team, so just be careful of that if you're Penn State. Points will come late in the second half. I am not worried. Northwestern won't be able to sustain those drives. They'll get into probably, they'll be able to run the football a, a few times, but Penn State is going to ultimately put them in obvious passing situations. Penn State will be able to defend it, uh, and then that's that. But I think Northwestern will try to run the football a little more than it's been used to so far this season because they have seen success with the passing game, and it's also been di dictated by being down by uh, a good amount of points to Rutgers and Duke. So when you're behind, you're forced to throw a lot, uh, and you were forced to throw a lot because you couldn't run the football against Minnesota. So that's what they're going to try to do. I'm not saying they're going to have all the success in the world, but that's the case. And that's where you're going to get your 42 to 10 score. Penn State will have no problems scoring if they get into the red zone. Like I said, I think Nicholas Singleton has not one, but two 50 plus yard rushing touchdowns. It's a get in get out type of game make sure your roster is as healthy as it can be this game yes it's a big 10 game so it's very important but northwestern just not that great of a football team this year and it's simply that i like penn state to cover the spread i like the total to go over here because penn state's going to score enough points and northwestern will have some late in the game ben bryant for what it's worth can sling the football when he has to but he, they haven't gone up against a defense like this so that's where we're going to get our result and penn state will improve to five and oh three and oh in the conference and still sit atop uh, be up there in the ap top 25 Become an everyday or subscribe to the YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast. Let me know in the comments what your final score prediction is between Penn State and Northwestern. That's going to do it for me. So I'll talk to you next time on Locked On Nittany Lions.